Hey everybody, Ben here. Just before the episode starts, um, we recorded this quite a few weeks ago, and, uh, well, Turning Red was put to only Disney+. Plus. <sighs> yeah, um, that's just, that's just how it is now. But, uh, so, when you watch this, um, obviously, it doesn't really pay to edit edit it out or record a whole new podcast so yeah you'll you will hear us talk about turning red um but you know that's can just be a fun little time capsule for you guys um so basically uh i believe we all mentioned an honorable mention so whatever that honorable mention was is now our number 10 that's just that's how we did it last time when hotel transylvania got delayed um in the summer Speaking of, we might, should be recording an episode on those two movies, hopefully this weekend. Um, You know, if you've followed the podcast for a while, you know that, you know, there's some significance to Hotel Transylvania 4 for us, especially Marlon. So, yeah, this is just, look forward to that, you know, anything else coming up, we got a few more ideas. You know, you'll probably have to hear this at the end, too, but, uh, yeah. This is just me saying, Turning Red is delayed. If any other movies get delayed, um, we'll, and, like, if it's, like, five movies get delayed there on the list, we'll probably end up making a, a little thing to tell you guys that, you know, probably won't finish it if all these movies get delayed. Probably won't update it, but... You know, this can still serve as a time capsule, and it we record for an hour, so it's we're not really going to delete it. So, <laughs> all right, so that's all I got to say, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Great Stare Podcast. I'm your host, Barlin. I'm your host, Ben. And I'm your host, Tyler. And I'm Anya. And today, we're going to be talking about our predictions for our, our box office predictions for spring 2022. Um, brand new year. We're starting off fresh. A lot of new movies coming out um, for the most part. So uh, we all have our predictions, but we also do want to like, discuss about our winter predictions from uh, the last, um, what's it called? I don't know, the last session. Uh, episode? That, yeah, the, well, not episode, but the last time we did one of these episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, to save some time, I won this one so take that to everybody who doubted me in that video or that <laughs> episode that yeah. that's all i have to say i'll just drop the mic there yep um not a shame the, the, the rest of us fumbled this one pretty bad especially me because i was the reigning champion coming out of the summer season and, and marlon was the loser and he was the he was the, the season's biggest loser. And now, what do you know? Tyler is tonight's biggest loser because I got two out of ten of the places correct. <laughs> the oh, like, the winner got completely flipped because I did pretty good. Ben, I think you did a little better than me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, like. It was pretty much a flip, so we have to hand out to Marlon for not only getting... Marlon got the top four correct. We couldn't even do that in summer. So. 
I actually did that in the summer. You got the top three correct in the summer. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Sorry. I was so just just to like go a quick overview. Obviously, the number one movie of you know not just the season but the entire year, No Way Home, way over a billion dollars. We all had that as our number one. My number two, and I think this was where um, I really benefited, was putting No Time to Die in number two. Um, and looking back, and... I have no idea why I didn't, because I, I was sitting there for the longest time with No Time to Die at number two, and then I was like, eh, Eternals is an MCU movie. I know not to doubt those. And this is honestly the rare case where even though I like this movie, I should have doubted myself a little bit. Because, that, you know, the overseas play is what, <laughs> what got that movie that high. Um, at seven hundred and seventy-four million dollars, which is still pretty good, you know. Um, and then I... When this movie opened in America, its its re- opening was a lot less than the international one. And for like a few seconds, like Tyler and I and Ben were like, "Ha ha!" Like it didn't open well, but it played so well. Like yeah. really good holds. Like Europe, at the theater. China, at the theater. Asia. Yeah. Right. This movie up. Yeah. Like, Fantastic the theater that I work at, there was, like, sold-out showings every weekend for this movie. It was insane. Fantastic legs, too. I think this movie yeah. only had, like, 50% drops. Like, that's really great for a a movie in a year that's defined by a lot of big drops. And another movie that was – that really just surprised the hell out of me because we all had this movie pretty high, but I don't think any of us expected for this movie to hold and stay relevant for as long as it did, and it's Dune. Oh, that was one of the ones that Tyler, you and I had it placed exactly correctly. So, I mean, I think I, like, maybe I didn't know it would do this good. I'm not saying it did, like, incredible, but it did very well. And I think I kind of had a little suspicion that it, it could do pretty well. And again, yeah, it was, it did stay relevant, honestly, throughout the whole year since it came. Yeah. Now, another one that actually sent, like, a shockwave of, like, success was Venom 2. Um, because it, it, for for a minute there, it had the biggest opening of the pandemic and ninety, almost a hundred million dollars, and it barely just crossed five hundred million. And one worldwide. of the biggest domestic grosses of the pandemic as well. It, that it's is not well, the biggest. And five hundred million dollars during a pandemic worldwide without a China release, or um, was there another place where this movie didn't get? I don't know, but you know, China really factored into the numbers of the first Venom movie, which is why it got as high as it did. Um, yeah, to like eight hundred million, but still five hundred million dollars is fantastic for Venom. I believe, too. don't quote me on this, but I believe that Venom Two made about a, a almost a little better than Venom One did domestically, as well as um as well as in territories where where um aside from China because the movie was banned there for unknown reasons um um like this movie was per- basically performed about on par if not better in certain territories it, with the venom one aside from asia which he, I think well, is actually, pretty damn I, impressive i was looking into it here venom 2 here made like 211 million dollars where the first one made 212 million so only like a one million dollar difference which is insane but again when you're talking about a movie that got released in the middle of a pandemic where even a lot of people are still debating what's worth their time going to see in theaters and what's not it's still really, it's, you know, the fact that it managed to match the number of the first movie here domestically is still fantastic. Yeah. Now, the real question is, do we think Venom 3 will get to a billion? It depends on the story that they make. Um, if they throw in some kind of Spider-Man in there, possibly. 
but I think I, I, I would still hold off on that question for a while. Mm. Also, just a, one thing. Back in our uh, last predictions video, I predicted that Encanto would make uh, $205 million. I pretty much kind of nailed it because it's it's at 206 right now, although it seems like it's not going to make more than that since it's already on Disney+. Plus. So I'm, you know, I'm proud of that one, at least. So Good for you, buddy. All right. Although, can I just so. mention the biggest fumbles that we had? Yeah, there were there were quite a few. West Side Story, West Side Story West Side was Story. a huge one, and Matrix Four was another one. Yes, both those the- were the big two that we that we that we all put on our list, and they and easily two of the biggest bombs <laughs> of the year. Which is unfortunate because I haven't seen Matrix Four, but I um I did see West Side Story. I thought that movie was great. Um, yeah, I really like both of these movies a lot. West Side Story really deserved a lot of praise, honestly, or it deserved all the praise that it got. I mean, I mean, yeah, never mind. Just delete Matrix, that part. I mean, both pretty <laughs> recently. Matrix just came out. Matrix has one hundred six worldwide. But I mean, we'll see where that. It's not which is better than West Side Story easily. Yeah. But I, I I doubt this movie gets into the top ten. So I'm which sure. is why we're recording this now. Yeah, West Side Story's total. Let me look real quick. It's like forty four million. Fifty, yeah, fifty two. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, I think that's enough time. Yeah. To cover yeah. oh uh, the other God. the other movie I would like to mention, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Because which um, which did have legs for the most part. It did have legs, and it did it did um turn out to be <laughs> somewhat of a hit. But I do also think that you know I feel like this movie was kind of front loaded, and it, it it sort of its legs were were smaller than I expected. It I do think it turned a profit. I think Sony was smart to give this movie a smaller budget than you know the 2016 movie, and you know this movie was talked about at least like people went to go see this movie like it's just i i think that i don't i i kind of forget where it wound up placing i believe it placed around number eight i don't think yeah. that my number 10 slot was that far off oh the other big surprise we t- we've been talking about how much we missed but the the other things that we missed but i wound up surprising me two movies house of gucci and um and halloween kills both made the top 10 Right, yeah. and I will say, I mean, I think some other people might have guessed House of Gucci. I put House of Gucci right there at number 10, and I got it, so I will take credit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other movie, oh, no, wait, actually, I think Sing 2 uh, took it took its place, but Adam Stanley 2 was in was in there for a really long time, because <laughs> that movie crossed 100 million somehow. Also, that movie had like 10% drops week by week. Yeah, it, that, that was a crazy situation. Like, you know, it's it's it was a crazy stretch of time. You know, Halloween Kills having that massive opening and sticking around for <laughs> sticking around for a little bit. House of Gucci, like, we all had that as an honorable mention. I don't think a single one of us expected it to make it to the number nine spot. Yeah, yeah, it was a crazy year. Enough with the past, folks. It's time to predict the beginning of the year, 
2022, January through April. That's right. Who would like to start? Hmm. Um, I'll start. I'll start from... Well, I was going to say because Marlon won, why don't you go first? But you can start. Okay. Uh, we're going to start off with like an honorable mention, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't anything. Um, Anya, I don't have one either, so we can find one while Marlon reads Okay. His. Yeah, go ahead, Marlon. Because I'm, I'm looking for... Well, I only have one honorable mention. Um, and that would be a movie that I actually had in the top 10 until I really thought about it. When I switched it with my current top ten or with my current ten right now, but my uh, honorable mention is going to be Death on the Nile. I don't think this movie is going to do fantastic, um, but you know, in terms of everything that we're getting, I do think it's going to perform better than a lot of the things that we're. I don't know because there's not a lot of things going uh, coming out from uh, January to April, so I think um, Death on the Nile might have potential but i'm not too sure especially because its target audience is very very cautious of what they want to see in theaters right now um and especially with that deal that disney has where they release their movies and streaming like 30 days or 45 days later i think they might hold off on this one but you never know it could be a surprise hit so i'll leave it at that all right um i have an honorable mention ready so i'll just go next um (coughs) My honorable mention, um, I'm not really totally sold on this, um, but I just I just said Jackass Forever. Um, I, I will not will be, meet again. <laughs> I oh, will no not way. be attend. I will not be attending any showing of this movie because that's the worst trailer ever at this current moment. And but you know what? I this movie's appeals to some people um and so i think it could just sneak in there without us knowing um so yeah um who knows you know could be fine so my honorable mention i thought a little bit about death on the nile but i really think that that where that movie will succeed is on hulu or a pvod i think it's pay one window will be a really nice profit for disney but I have zero faith that no one will see that movie in theaters. So, just to shake things up a little bit, my honorable mention is Marry Me, Marry Me, Marry Me. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, this movie's not going to make money. Like, I got I to gotta say that from the movies that are being released from, from Scream to... to, to before Doctor, the week before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, because that's the first summer movie. Um, of these movies, I really only think four or five of these are going to make money, because this is a pretty fucking awful <laughs> slate of movies, if I'm being honest. But um, you know, I think that Marry Me, even though it won't make money, you know, people like Jennifer Lopez, and I think that. It could do well with a female target audience. Um, yeah, who knows? All right. Well, my honorable mention is different for everybody, so I can't believe we all had different ones. But my honorable mention is going to be The Lost City. Um, <laughs> Say the title right. Say the, the lost title. <laughs> um, but, you know... 
again, it's an honorable mention. I don't think this is going to be like amazing or anything, but I mean, I feel like people might want to see it. Uh, there's supporting performances from fucking Brad Pitt. Andrew Bullock is funny sometimes. I don't know. Some people might see it. So well, Anya, you clearly think this movie is going to make money because on the box office predictions on the notes, you put 20 million, not only 20 million, but you put like the 20 emoji. Oh, that was before the trailer came out. I need to edit that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's staying permanent now. You got to keep it like that. All right. Tell us your number 10. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. My number 10, I have ambulance at number 10 you know it's not going to do fantastic but it's it's gonna it's gonna be a sleeper hit i think i think it will make some decent chunk of money for paramount and michael bay um not only that it's like one of my most anticipated movies of the year so i'm really rooting for this movie to succeed um, this seems like the type of movie that people would actually come out and watch in theaters, I feel. Especially, con- you know, considering that, that the prime, I feel like a primary audience of this movie is people who aren't scared of getting COVID-19. Uh, <laughs> that's actually, that might be true. But... <laughs> okay sorry keep going but no yeah ambulance i could see making a decent amount of money i'm not sure if it will make like for example like 100 million dollars worldwide maybe like somewhere like 80 or 90 million which would still be pretty good i think this movie has like a pretty small budget maybe like well not small but like a decent amount but i don't know i'll keep it i'll keep it at that number 10 ambulance all right my number 10, Unbearable Nick Cage. That's what I, um, that's what I have it written down as. Um, Nicholas Cage is um, a guy people like, I think. And uh, this movie looks pretty fun. And I think uh, word of mouth could make this movie sneak up in there. So... Yeah, not much to say. I don't think it'll do amazing or anything, but Wait, I think it's... I have a question about it. Is this an indie film? No. It's, I think it's it's one of those like semi indies. Like it's like a CBS films type indie. Uh, yeah, it does not make money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main distributor is Lionsgate too, which doesn't really help. But you know, I, I, res- I, I respect I respect it. I did not know this movie existed until a few hours ago. She's lying. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm. Um, I don't know what it's actually called. The unbearable talent of Nicolas Cage. Or something. It's called the unbearable weight of mass. Okay, you you obviously know what this movie. Is. The unbearable weight of mass talent. All right, now. Yep. So yeah, that's what I got. At number ten. I think it could be, uh, s- sneak up in there. Um. So my number ten, is um. Something for for the old timers. Uh, I got a little bit of Downton Abbey up in here. Um, what is this movie called? What is this movie actually called? Downton, Downton Abbey, Abbey: A New Era. <laughs> I, yeah, so, it's so, you know, literally the name of an Ice Age movie at this point. 
You know, <laughs> all those, well, they are old as hell, so. <laughs> so I think they know, are from the Ice Age. I, I do feel like this is another movie that's a streaming play. I, I could see this movie beefing up Peacock numbers a lot. Um, because older audiences, you know, they're not they're not super eager to return to theaters. But you know, I could very easily see this being the next movie after No Time to Die that the old times like, hey, I need to go see that, and they're gonna all wind up going to see, <coughs> getting all their buddies together, pulling out their vaccine cards, and going to go see Downton Abbey and New. Breaking era. out the brewskis, let's go. Breaking out a little Pinot Grigio, a little uh. <laughs> Little cheese plate and going to go see Downton Abbey with the blokes. Hmm. That's right. definitely this is quite Australian. exquisite. It's definitely an Australian term. <laughs> so, my number 10 is The Bad Guys from. Oh my god, guys, guys, wait, guys, wait, we need to cut this off. I, I forgot to get off FaceTime and Cam just got on the call. <laughs> We're recording right now. <laughs> Jesus. We're recording the box office episode. Wait, we'll be back on FaceTime in like half an hour. What? Yo! <laughs> Wait, okay, I'll be back on. I'll be back on. We have to finish this episode. Alright, thank you. That's staying in. Cam just showed me his dick on FaceTime. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. Number... Number 10, I have the bad guys. This is from DreamWorks. What? I'm the bad I don't need Families might go out and see it. I have it at the bottom. So it'll just be a mild player that's in the background. So number 10, the bad guys. Okay. Awesome. All right. And number nine, Oi, Mike. I also got Downton Abbey. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, Downton Abbey, new era. It, it's it's gonna make a decent amount of money. Yeah, I feel like everybody, everything that needs to be said has been said about the movie. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a day and date Peacock streaming movie. Oh, it's gonna happen. It has that energy. And then at the same time, though, I feel like. They could do that and then still turn a little bit of money because Halloween Kills did the same thing and that movie made bank. But also, like, Halloween Kills, like, <laughs> you know, that's a movie that people wanted to see in theaters. I don't know about Downton Abbey, but... Well, like, what are you talking about, you dust cunt? I want to see Downton Abbey in theaters. <laughs> Bloody wanker. <laughs> okay, Wallace and Gromit, let's move on. Oh, you get the cheese and crackers, Gromit. Gromit, we forgot the cheese. Okay, I'm just saying our British, our UK audience is going to go from like 2% to 0%. We're not trying to be rude, hey. Please. Maybe you should should take out me me saying, Oh, you dos can't, you want to say Downton Abbey? Ben. All right, Ben. All right. I'm going to break the rules a little bit here. And oh, uh, can't. I'm, I have a three-way tie <laughs> between Charlie XCX alone together 
Magic Mike, Galentine's Day, and Brit, Big Gold Brick. Wait, um, when is when is when is uh, is Magic Mike the Galentine's Day? Is that the the new Magic Mike movie? Uh, I think it's a re-release of the first one. Oh, okay. I gotta redo my list then. <laughs> yeah. So studies have shown that in 2020. One of the more higher-grossing things I found was the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, so that's why oh, I put Valentine's Day on here. And, um, yeah, I don't know what you guys think, but um, I think it has a chance. And then Charlie XCX, big star. Um, sure, why not? And then Big Gold Brick. I mean, look at this epic cast. Andy Garcia, Megan Fox, Lucy Hale, and Oscar Isaac. Um, this is also a joke. Um, As so crazy. No motherfuckers laughed. <laughs> All right, what is your number nine for real? Nine Downton Abbey. Old people see it. Go move on. <laughs> Fucking ruin my mood. <laughs> He's. <laughs> We're burning all our bridges this episode. All right. So at number nine, we have I'm the bad guy. Duh. Because um, you know DreamWorks DreamWorks gonna DreamWorks DreamWorks gonna make money. Uh, at the same time though, I feel like it's a little dangerous because movies that feature Billie Eilish technically tend to not make much money. Uh. Oh yeah, so, like that really successful movie from last year, No Time to Die. No, that doesn't count. I'm talking about Brightburn, Bombshell, uh, The Hate You Give, um, and Billie Eilish, um, and that- Happier Than Ever, The L.A. Experience. All right. So yeah, um, that, yeah, this movie's gonna make money. Moving on. All right. My, my number nine is Downton Abbey. We've already talked about the plot. It's the yeah. biggest movie opening the weekend it comes out. Not that that means a open weekend to make some money up front. Possibly, we'll see how it does. Moving so on. it seems like we all have a similar like ranking because at my number eight i have bad guys um you know it's family movie it's expected to make money um similar to like how seeing two was making money right now and kanto was making money for a while um it's gonna perform pretty well i would say especially you know kids just see animated animals and then they're just like oh i want to watch that so yeah Number eight, bad guys. It's going to make a decent chunk amount of money, I think. Plus, it's DreamWorks, so I think that could add on to it. All right. DreamWorks was the, was like the savior of the pandemic, by the way. So, because of like trolls and crudes too, but. Ben, yeah, so. All right. Ben. This next one, we got Triple Threat Cast. And it is ambulance. See, that's how you do it, Marlon. You fuck. Yeah, so 
ambulance. Um, this just looks like a ton of fun. Um, you know, I think this definitely screams um, 15, maybe 25 million opener. Um, you got to think also, there were some surprise action movies last year, like Nobody, you know, did pretty good for over the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I think. So I think this one could just, you know, once again, these kind of these bottom ones for me are ones that I feel like could just sneak up on us. This one, you know, I feel like it's a guaranteed top 10. But, uh, you know, compared to some of these other ones that I'm about to mention, and I assume everyone else is going to mention, yeah, this is just kind of where it ended up. So um, shout out to Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Um, so, now that Ben has shouted out Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, um, you know, these next two, I gotta say, it was a massive, um, point of contention for me, because the, the, what I eventually went with as my number seven is a movie that I have been slandering for years now, and I still think it will be one of the biggest colossal bombs and kill an entire franchise of the, of, of the whole year next year. But based on a movie doesn't need to make money to make it onto this list. So I'm even though I do think this movie will turn a bigger profit than the, than the movie that I'm going to talk about in my number six spot, I mean, my number seven spot, my number eight pick is Ambulance. I do think this movie is going to make money because, um, you know, people are beginning to take note of people like Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Um, you know, The Matrix Resurrections, even though not a lot of people saw it in theaters, lots of people watched this movie. Um, also, Candyman, people went to go see. Um, Aquaman, DC's most highest-grossing movie. Um, Child of Chicago 7 was an Oscar-winning movie. Uh, that's a lot. That movie got gypped by everything. Um, no, I'm but, you know. Yeah. Um, also, wait. Yaya Abdul Mateen was in Us. Yeah, he was um, mm-hmm. Lupita's dad. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, people people really turned out to go see that movie. Um, so yeah, I think this movie's gonna make money. Um, I also think that you know it's not the best press in the world, but you know, Anya is about to laugh so hard at what I'm about to say, but I believe it to be true. Um, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, his career isn't looking all that great right now. Wait, what um, does it have to do with me? <laughs> because you laughed, because this is a, this is a similar point I made about Spirit Untamed, and you laughed at me for it. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, t- Taylor Swift might help this movie out a little bit. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. These... You know, um, <laughs> as we all know all too well, one of the biggest, one of the biggest cultural moments of the year, very much so about Jake Gyllenhaal, very obvious, is in all the headlines. And you know, I am a firm believer <coughs> that any publicity that is not career-ending is good publicity. Um, and you know, Jake Gyllenhaal was also just in the biggest movie of twenty twenty one. 
He was <laughs> no way home. His voice was for ten seconds. <laughs> All right, they show his <laughs> face on the screen. But yeah, so I thought his performance that... was really good in that movie. <laughs> you know, people will turn up to see this movie, especially because you know. I don't like to talk much politics on this podcast because, you know, we we just talk about movies and fucking box office and shit like that. Um, but I do also see this movie ter- playing very well with demographics that are very comfortable going to the movies right now. Um, I see this movie doing very well in smaller cities um, in the South and Midwest. Um, similarly to Bad Boys for Life, um, which was the biggest movie of 2020. And I can see this movie playing pretty similarly. Both my, the people love the Bay. All right, it's my turn. Um, I was considering switching things up because a lot of us have similar picks, but um, so I will because I don't. I want to be adventurous. So number eight, I have Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> Wait, okay. Actually, before I get to this, one thing I want to say about Ambulance is in response to what Tyler said is that if what you're this whole thing you're saying about Taylor Swift, I hope that cinema score pulls everybody who goes to the movie and asks them if they're here because of all too well. Anyway, <laughs> um, number eight, I have fantastic beast three. Uh, I guess the simple way to put it is I don't think anyone wants to see this movie, but I think it will make, I don't, I'm not saying there's a certainty. I think it'll make, 75 to 80 percent of its money internationally because i think people actually do like this movie internationally but i'm also doing this up to switch things up and be adventurous so you know what it might make more we'll see number eight fantastic beasts all right and number seven i have scream um i think i have this lower than a lot of you guys here Mm -hmm. but um i do think this movie will turn a profit I just don't think it's going to do phenomenal numbers. But, you know, for, for a slasher movie that is probably kind of low budget, I, I think this movie is going to perform as um, as well as it should during a pandemic. Um, I do think, I don't know, because what, what comes out after this movie? Well, Morbius comes out like two weeks after this movie. So maybe it's going to have that those first two weekends to itself. We'll see how much it, it could gather up in those two weekends. But no, yeah, this movie, I mean, I know a lot of people that are excited for this movie. All right. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, scream. Scream at number seven. Number seven is uh, something that, to, you know, I was debating between these next two, but I put Turning Red because... Jeez. Oh, what? I just, I don't know, I'm just surprised. surprised. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Not Pixar is really popular. No denying about that. But I feel like people can see that this movie looks like utter dog shit. Um. You know, not. It's gonna make money. It's gonna make some money because you know families and. I will say the animation looks very nice, um, but I feel like they'll they'll be waiting for something like Lightyear or like you know something a little more uh, uh, co- more quality looking, or maybe huh? 
I don't know. I just I feel like it's gonna go right here. I feel like it's gonna underperform because you know stuff like Onward did. I know that's kind of a different thing, but even stuff like The Good Dinosaur and Brave, I feel like those didn't do as good. If I'm not uh, mistaken, um, and honestly, this is this is one of the harder ones. I don't know how you guys feel. This is one of the harder ones to judge because the last three Pixar movies have had a really interesting release because the last two were Disney Plus and Onward was cut so short. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I'll talk more about Turning Red, but um, I do agree with you that it's going to be really hard to judge this movie's release because, you know, Luca... Luca was a, a monster on streaming. Like that movie was even better than Soul. And if we're judging if we're judging it by streaming numbers, Luca if every if every person and I mean person, I don't mean household. If every person who watched Luca on Disney Plus went to go buy a ticket to see the movie, the movie would have been a two billion grosser. So that we obviously can't use that as a metric. Right. But um I'll I'll talk more about turning red in a bit. Yeah, all I'll say is it's gonna be me who wins because of this pick. <laughs> all right, you're you know, done. Get yeah. out of the podcast. What all right, you? all right, I'll leave. I'll leave. You guys, just, I'll just say the rest. I'm gonna keep this very short because I don't want to give this movie any more attention than I already have had to. Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore is my number seven pick. I think this movie is going to be one of the biggest bombs of the year. That being said, I I I would be I would be lying to myself if I didn't think this movie would turn out with like at an at least like one hundred million worldwide gross. I think that most of that will come from worldwide. I don't think anyone in the United States cares about this movie in the slightest. Um, except maybe like if you are the most diehard Harry Potter fan in the world, maybe you'll see this movie. But you know, I don't think anyone cares anymore. There's no star power to these movies. Um, J.K. Rowling is not a is not a star power either because she is a horrible person, and um, I hope it's gonna be bombs for that sake. All right, so my number seven's already been talked about. I don't have the greatest justification, but I have Ambulance at number seven. Uh, we'll see how it does. I think um, there's a good amount of interest in it, so yeah. All right, at my number six, I have Turning Red. Um, even though it comes out a week after the Batman, obviously they're very different oh, target audience. Does that. it really? Yes. <laughs> I need to redo these predictions. Oh, my God. But 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 what I'm about to say might, might make you guys keep it there because even though it's a week after the Batman, really – the next week, it's just Downton Abbey and the night and the new Guy Ritchie movie, which also have different target audiences. Yeah. And the next movie that comes out that could be a threat to turning red is Sonic Two, although that's for like another month. So I do think uh, that that's for the for the most part, I think Turning Red is going to be the the movie that family audiences go to for the month of March, all the way until Sonic Two comes out, or at least the appetizer to Sonic Two. Um, so yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to see this movie. Uh, it, it doesn't look very good, but you know, it's a Pixar movie. It's a Disney movie. It's going to make some kind of bank. 
So yeah. Yeah, so you've heard it here, folks. It's not going to be me. It's going to be Marlon, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, Thank you, so, Tyler. So, Ben, I'll, I'll let you go. But I'll let you go. But I would like to offer this as a counterpoint to Marlon's point about Turning Red having a lot of time to itself before Sonic 2. Um, I believe Disney is still committed to the 45-day window for 2022, as has Warner Brothers. Um <laughs> But I feel like by the time Sonic 2 is out, and um, I feel like by the time that Turning Red would be benefiting from that lack of space, I feel like it's just going to be close enough at that point that families will just want to wait like another week and watch it on Disney Plus or iTunes or something like that. I mean, yeah, because that kind of did happen to Encanto. Although, well, Encanto still made two. Million, yeah, I think Encanto will wind yeah. up as the bigger movie than Turning Red. Also, yeah, like I, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think Turning Red is gonna make two hundred million. If anything, I could see it like around like one hundred ninety million. But um, we'll we'll see. The movie's <laughs> either gonna lose steam really fast, or it's probably gonna start getting more attention after it's released. But we 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 really have to wait till the movie comes out to to see, you know. So yeah. it's either going to go one way or another. Okay, uh, Mr. O'Connor. Oh, I know some goofy shit's about to come out if I just heard that. I just heard that, like... <laughs> My number? Six. Six. Yeah. Oh, look... What I'm about to say, this next at uh, number five, does pay me to say, but I'll get. We're at I'll six, get. Not five. Yeah, you wait. Your fucking patience. You're taking so. <laughs> okay, if you would just stop interrupting, then. All right, I'm, all right, man. Just let me gather myself here. Number six is Uncharted for me. Um. Um, you know, the games are pretty popular. Tom Holland is popular, but I, I, a lot of people just aren't really talking about this movie. A lot of people are not really giving this movie a shot because they hold the game so near and dear, which, you know, to some extent is understandable. Those are great games, um, especially the second one. And, um, so I get why some people are upset with some of the changes. You know, Mark Wahlberg's also just a, a hack. And uh, I think he'll probably ruin the movie. But, you know, I think Tom Holland's going to really sell this one. I mean, I think he's enough to get people interested. I mean, my mom watched the trailer and thought it looked good. And she likes Tom Holland. So, yeah, um, I think that's what is really going to do this movie favors. Um, yeah, so that's what happens when I'm rushed, everybody. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so, at, uh, I'm struggling on this one. You know what? Uh, I can't rationalize putting this movie in the top five, but I, I'm struggling so much between this movie and Turning Red. But... You know, I'm going to have to go with number six. I'm going to put Morbius because. <gasps> wow. There is, 
No one's no one's excited for this movie. I'm gonna be insane. Speak for yourself. Holy shit. I'm excited for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know Venom made money. I know the amazing Spider Man did money. I know I know I know Sony I I have so much respect for Sony because these dudes know how to play um uh a four quadrant release, right. Like I've been so impressed with Sony on every level for the past like year or so, uh, especially with No Way Home and Venom too. But I feel like even though our queen Amy Pascal and Mister Arad are trying their hardest to get us to like Morbius, uh, I don't think it's gonna work because this movie has one of the goofiest trailers. Like, there's just I know so many people that don't even like watch movies. Like the only movies they saw this year were like Black Widow and No Way Home, and they thought this movie looked like complete garbage. I don't even think people know it's connected to Spider Man at all. So, you know, unless at the last minute they drop some crazy final trailer and reveal that like Andrew Garfield is in this movie, I don't. I have high doubt that this movie makes bank but at the same time i think international could like this movie so you know i think it could make money but i don't think it'll be venom you know they can't all be number six my number six is also uncharted um but with the exception of one movie i have higher do people even watch video games movies like no like i don't know like i mean maybe like some people will watch it tom Holland has a like pretty big fan base like online but like they don't really go to see his movies beyond the mcu stuff so like i don't know well the only one we really have to judge off that is chaos walking which came out in a pretty time sure but um i don't know i just don't think old people are gonna turn out for it so i don't know i don't really have much to say i think it'll make some money so i haven't heard it six okay all right, wait, back to you, Marlon. Okay, number five, I have Fantastic Beast and the Crimes. Wait, no, what is this one called? The Secrets of uh, Secret of Dumbledore. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, whatever the fuck that movie's called. The truth is, the movie looks horrible, but this movie does have a fan base, or this franchise, I mean, has fan base. Um, I do still think it's, I, I do think it's gonna bomb here domestically, though. Because I, I honestly don't know anyone who still likes Harry Potter here. Um, although overseas, I could see the movie getting an edge overseas. Like, I could see, like, this, like, I could see, like, the domestic to overseas ratio being, like, 83% from overseas. <laughs> I, I, literally, I, I know that's 100% going to happen. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, well, because all the money is going to come from overseas. Who, who else is going to watch this movie? Um, although I do think it's going to be enough to make it to the top five, although I still don't think this movie is going to make money, nor do I think it's going to be a success. I think it's still going to be a flop, honestly. Um, that, that trailer had probably like 10 minutes of fame, and that's all. Like People really just talked about the recasting of Johnny Depp and in the trailer with Matt Smickelson. That's about and it. you know what's funny is he was the big draw of the second movie, so yeah. that's over with. Like, 
uh, I don't know. I'm just, I don't think anyone's feeling this movie. I don't even see, I feel like they dropped that trailer before No Way Home so it could play before No Way Home trailers. Or I didn't before see the that trailer. Yeah, no, I didn't see it before No yeah. Way Home. Three I saw that movie, I saw that movie three times in theaters. I never saw the Fantastic Beast trailer once. So their, their marketing scheme is already like DOA. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This movie's not going to do that well, although probably enough to make it to the top five. But again, I don't think a lot of these movies are going to make bank, except for like the next few that I'm about to mention. Yeah, my number five is actually also Fantastic Beasts. Um, uh, it it pains me to say, I hope this movie um, bombs and they're automatically forced to make <laughs> one more instead of two more. Because this movie looks atrocious, but here's the thing: I put this... make no more. Well, yes, that's ideal, but they're gonna be contractually <laughs> obligated to finish the series. Um, uh, people, Harry Potter fans will they see that damn castle and they'll go, "Oh my god, yay!" Um, you know. <laughs> It's there's no secret. This series, this franchise, Harry Potter has really strong iconography that you know manipulates. They show it in the trailer and it gets people sucked in because they go, "Wow, that it's that thing I like." Um, that's what I think is going to happen. In this movie, which will get it to the top five, but and also as bad as word of mouth was on the last one. That still did make it in the top ten of that year, so, and this one, you know, is coming out at an odd time too. Um, whereas that one was in November, which had a little more competition, so even then it still did fine. But yeah, I I do I don't think it will do as well. Obviously, I think people are just really sick of these movies. I'm sick of these movies. I hate them. But uh, yeah. Okay. Um. So my number five is turning red. Um. I feel like this movie could go either way. I don't think people are excited for this movie either. You know, really, just reading off all these movies, it's it kind of makes me sad that we're having so like few good looking movies coming out in the first half of next year. But um. You know, I'll quote what my mom said when she saw this trailer before West Side Story. She said. Oh, this doesn't look that good. You know, it is Pixar, though. So, you know, could be good. Maybe I'll see it. So, I feel like that's a lot of people's mindset heading into this movie. I think it, I think it will play well on Disney+. Plus. I think that Luca should have gone to theaters and this should have gone to Disney+. Plus. But, you know, tell that to Mr. Chapik, not me. Uh... All right. Perfect. So, okay, so my number five is Scream. Um, it seems like it could hold pretty well. Uh, I think it'll open decent. Maybe not huge, but I think it'll open decent. There's interest in it. I think it's also going to attract a good amount of different people. You know, it's not only attracting, like, one fan base. Because, you know, like, generally lots of people like horror movies. So you're going to have, like, fans of the original. Curious. I mean, I'm a big fan of the original, and I'm not that excited for this movie. But regardless, there are other people who are. Um, and even, like, you know, I think a young demographic have 
Dylan Minnette in it. Maybe like 13 Reasons Why Wallace fans are going to go. Like, oh, you know that I'm going to be there. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. Like, I think this has um, a pretty decent reach. So I don't think it'll do amazing, but I do think it will do pretty good. Um, and it seems like it's opening at a pretty good time for it in January. So we'll see how it does. I have it at five. Mm-hmm. All right. And number four, I have Morbius. I actually do think that this movie could make money. I, I Maybe even profit, honestly. This is the last trailer that plays before No Way Home when everybody's all seated to watch No Way Home. This is the very last trailer that they play. And I honestly think that really gave the movie a lot of attention, not just because it's, you know, a Spider-Man related movie, but that Marvel logo in the beginning is going to like at least bring in a larger audience. Um, no, no matter with the quality of the movie, I would say, but um, I do think that uh, I do think Morbius could potentially be a big hit. Not only that, well, not a big hit, but a moderate hit. I just saw an ad um, promoting the movie with Jared Leto talking about the events from No Way Home and how those multiverse events are going to potentially he's teasing potentially. But since he's saying it, it's going to happen. It's going to tie into Morbius. So they keep on playing that marketing scheme that they're doing right now. I could see this movie potentially being a kind of a hit, honestly. So, um, plus not only that, I think the movie has like basically like a whole month to itself. Is there anything that comes out in February? Um, that real quick but the movie comes out very very late january and it basically has zero to no competition uncharted Uncharted, yeah okay that's like a two three week window but um comes out in between and also moonfall and jackets forever but like let's be real those aren't big competitors (laughs) yeah not at all so yeah i do think I, i i have faith in this movie and i am excited for this one so you know you know, I, I, I gotta admit, you're sounding kind of good to me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm regretting that that placement a little bit, but we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, we'll see. I I have a lot of faith, so I'll just leave it at that. But I'm, I'm hoping for the best for Morbius, whether it's a good or a bad movie. Honestly. Yeah. My number four is Scream. Um, I mean, horror has been doing pretty well recently. I think people are excited for this movie. And um, it's a popular franchise. I think people will be excited to come back to it. So, I don't know. Not really much I have to say about that one. Okay. Um, so, my number four is also Scream. Um, this movie, I think they're... the. I think the existence of this movie and the, the, the way that this movie is being pushed by Paramount uh, I think is really smart because young people love horror movies, and I think it's the it's really the big pandemic proof genre aside from superhero movies and Marvel for that matter. Um, but I really think that they're doing a good job pushing this movie from all from all ends because you know I get this trailer before every single movie I see and and um, you know on the Regal. Uh, Regal Unlimited, they have that on. They have the ghost face on on their ad. Um, I think that this the original has enough fans. It was a cult classic horror movie back then, and it wound up turning a pretty big profit for them. It wound up being a pretty successful franchise. Um, and 
I think that, especially with the OG characters coming back, we're pretty beloved. Like, you know, Courtney Cox, I think Friends is still really popular, right? Yes. Like, one of the most profitable TV shows of all time. Yeah, and still to this day, like, they're still making money on that show. Um, And, you know, I think that people just love these actors. Like, my parents don't watch horror movies, but when they saw that David Arquette was coming back, they were like, wow! And they're going to go see it now, so... I think that nostalgia sells. I think that um, horror sells. So, and like like Anya said, this movie has a really pretty popular young cast. People love Dylan Minnette. Um My turn. Yes. Yeah. All right. So my number four is Morbius. All I have to say is, just wait for the post credit scene. The second somebody tells you that you don't want that post credit scene spoiled. There you oh go. my god, I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> you guys are making good That's all I have to say. <laughs> Alright, four Morbius. Alright, then. Alright, so num- my number three, my number two, I keep on like switching around because I do think these movies are going to make the set, like a similar amount of money. But um, for number three, I will have to go with Uncharted. Um... You know, I, it's coming off of No Way Home. I do think, not like, I, I just talked about how Morbius was like the last trailer that they played before playing No Way Home. Well, guess what's the second to last trailer that was played before that? Uncharted. When like 99% of the theater was already seated down. So, um, you know, I think that probably grabbed attention. Not only that, but because also like Tom Holland's in the movie. And he's very successful off No Way Home right now. Um, to all the showings that I went to for No Way Home, like a lot of people actually like buzzed about the Uncharted trailer. So that only gives me more hope for the box office numbers to this movie. Um, so I, yeah, th- this movie could be a hit. Plus, maybe if they say from director Venom, which you know, a lot of people love Venom, who knows? Maybe people will turn out to it. But number three, Uncharted. Um, my I never thought I would say this because I've been dunking on this movie since day one. Morbius at number three. <laughs> um, Marlon, you're getting what you're, you want, buddy. This movie is it's probably gonna make money. I think it will surprise. Yes. Um, three. Jared Leto is a piece of shit. Still, <laughs> change my opinion on that, but. Anya, also, you make a good point. Because the past few marketing things with Sony is don't spoil it, and people do. And so people are going to want to see it. Um, not, to, you know, not to mention all the little hints at what universe is going to be taking place. Because there's like the newspaper with the Raimi Daily Bugle, which is also just kind of like the basic template. Um, daily bugle logo um and then there's the oscorp from amazing spider-man then there's the whole mcu thing with the vulture and them calling him a murderer which i i let's be real like that that image of toby mcguire suit with the murder on it that's definitely that's definitely cap that's definitely just something they cgi to throw us off in the trailer it's kind of obvious i actually i really agree with that i think it's another it's it's, it's gonna be a tom holland suit let's be real or andrew garfield 
I no, I think it's Andrew Garfield. I think I already know what's going. to... That's the conversation for another time, though. But yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think this movie looks good. I don't think this movie has that much interest for a lot of people. But I think once it's actually out, I think people will be like, okay, why not? You know, it's connected to Venom at least. I I go and see those. <laughs> Also, uh, can, can I say one thing? Remember when people said that Venom was going to be a huge bomb, and look how that turned out. Not yeah, saying that no, this movie's going to. I gonna... don't remember that. Did people really say Venom was going to be a huge? Oh, back yes. in the day, yeah, yeah. Oh, they were yeah. saying it was going to open like twenty or thirty million. It, honestly, at this, if if it gets like a twenty on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever BS that is floating around, people are still going to see it. Let's be real, yeah. exactly. and especially because. They want it. They want to make sure everyone wants to make sure they're in on the loop if they're a superhero or are into these movies. Um, because you know they're so everything's connecting now, really. So, yeah, a little bit of a tangent there, but uh, yeah, you know what? I'm breaking the rules, I'm changing my numbers. I'm switching around five and six. Morbius is now my number five. Eat Turning it. Red is now my number six. <laughs> no, no, I just didn't. no. Take the L. You've already record and said it. I don't think we we have. No, you can't change that. <laughs> nice <God>. try. <laughs> also wrong. It says you, bro. You tried to switch your whole summer list. I got <laughs> screenshots to prove it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nope, if it's already been set in stone on the recording, you gotta keep it. Right, that's why oh, we didn't... Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Alright. <laughs> so, my number three is also Uncharted. Uh, like I said, Sony has been on a roll for the past uh, few years. Um, and I love how you, know, you can just hear the disappointment in his voice. <laughs> you know, Tom Holland is... God damn it. I can, I can literally picture in my head a picture of Jared Leto like holding like a like a little finger over his mouth and it says "Don't spoil Morbius." Exactly. <laughs> so, Jared, you know, that's literally the first thing you're gonna see when you close your eyes to go to sleep tonight. Uncharted. <laughs> You know, PlayStation Pictures, it's their first movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Even though Ben's going to talk shit on me for saying this, I think people do do still view Mark Wahlberg as, like, somewhat of a draw. Like, at least... No, no, I know people do. I just don't. Yeah. And also, you know, Tom Holland, he hasn't really had, like, a, a movie that, like, looks like fun outside of outside of Marvel movies. Like I think Cherry did pretty well in streaming, but you know um Chaos Walking is a bad example. But um you know this movie yeah, like Marlon said, show the trailer for No Way Home. People are gonna want to see it because I think that Tom Holland is more beloved than ever after No Way Home personally. Uh, and I think he's a he's a true movie star. Him and Timothy Chalamet are going to carry this next generation of movie stars. Willy Wonka and Spider Man himself. Let's go, Nathan Drake, Uncharted. Let's go. All right. So, yay. My, my number three, 
everyone everyone said this movie already, so I got really nervous because I have it extremely high. I have turning red. Um, this might not have been the smartest decision, but I'm going to own it. It could make money. Disney and Pixar, you never know how it goes again. And like, I was thinking about Luca a lot. And I know these are completely separate movies, but I, I guess two things I was thinking about was, one, as Marlon said, there is it does have a whole month open and I know there is the Disney Plus thing so we'll see and Kanto still did very well with that window so we'll see how this does um, and for like March is like every child who goes to school is going to have spring break sometime in March so maybe their family will go see Turning Red who knows and the other thing is if Turning Red just has some sort of virality that luca had if there's some character some line i feel like if it becomes a fucking tiktok trend people Bruno. people will continue to watch it and again maybe even more so on disney plus but i feel like all it takes is a like somewhat witty movie even though i don't think it looks good all it takes is a somewhat witty movie and a tiktok praising it for somebody to like, and I feel like it's attracting an audience like that, like a younger audience. Again, it's an animated movie. So it could do kind of well. I still don't, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have put it this high, but I have, I can't go back now. So I have, I, I agree about the TikTok thing. Like I, I do, I do think that it'll, there is a possibility for some virality, you know, like I, I do, uh, ever since they announced this movie, I have sort of felt that like, there's, there's probably something there that we're not seeing because, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, like, maybe people will, like, really relate to the character or something. We'll see. So yeah. that's my number and three. And plus, oh. typically when, when Disney makes more movies that are a little more, like, cultural, like this movie's about a Chinese-American family, yeah. um, you can tell that there's a little bit, like, it's obviously not the core focus of the movie because the movie's about, like, fucking giant pandas and boy bands. Um, but... You can tell that there's a little bit going for it. There's a little bit of cultural stuff going on. And I think that that's where Disney really succeeds. And I think that does interest people. So Yeah. Like in Kanto, that movie is... That movie is... The whole story is based on Colombia. And that movie wound up doing really well for them. I I actually do want to add on to the Turning Red potential success. Um, When I saw... It seems like this the trailer to this movie actually played before all the Studio uh, Ghibli Fest movies That's during right. the time that they did it. So, um, for example, when I went to go see my neighbor Totoro, um, the girls next to me were like freaking out over the the Turning Red trailer. So there are people who obviously love those Studio Ghibli movies, and it seems like it's a movie that potentially is trying to be one in its own way. So, I cannot ever imagine this being a Miyazaki type movie. Well, no, not that. I just think, I don't know, maybe for the same audience, you know. It sounds kind of stupid, but I feel like this could be like an American Ghibli movie. Like in a, in, in a very American way, but I'm probably Another sounding like is... a jackass right now. But it seems like people <laughs> are really excited for this movie, so. Another thing, uh, <clears throat> another thing is, is I think Luca had really dog water marketing <laughs> and that movie wound up playing really well with um younger people so you know you never know i like the way the the way that the way that the movie was pitched like i had heard was that it was sort of like eighth grade but like 
Pixar. I think that if that's an accurate descriptor, I think this movie will do really well with like <laughs> ten to fourteen year olds. Yeah. All right. All right. At my number two, I got no regrets. Sonic the Hedgehog two. You know, the first one was a huge success. Huge. Even if it, it probably did have some legs that got cut short by the pandemic a month later, it still managed to make like nearly what four hundred million dollars worldwide. Probably a little more than that. I, I don't know. It's definitely somewhere around there. But the <laughs> amount of word of mouth and hype that this movie had during its opening weekend. Um, not only on social media, when I went to school the Monday after it came out, everybody was like, have you seen Sonic? That movie's so good. You know, it, it, it's weird because, it, you know, a movie like Sonic is a movie that you never really thought would have succeeded in a in an era that we live in right now. I don't know. It sounds weird, but it did. And Sonic 2, you know, it has some good hype around it. Not only that, but Knuckles is in the movie. So I think that also is going to bring a good chunk of the audience into this movie um i do think this one's gonna be a hit my number two is siren i do shut up <laughs> we no but really before we stop started recording yeah it's kind of weird that you said that because we had this planned <laughs> oh Anyway, We're keeping that in. Anyway, number two, Sonic Two, like Marlin. Um, so I think part of the success of the first one was we had to, people did enjoy, it, but also they kind of had like the pub pub uh, publicity publicity, yeah, stunt of the CGI change and everything. I feel like that's striked a little more interest, but. You know, people ended up enjoying the movie, and this one I think will do pretty good because I think I've, from what I've seen, a lot of people enjoy the trailer. Personally, not really for me, um, unless that really cute turtle returns that he can run around with Sonic. Um, but besides that, I don't know. I it'll it'll do good. I don't know what else to say. All right. Oh, wait, Tyler's turn. All right, so my number two is uh, Redeeming Love. Um, DJ Caruso is a really, uh, really beloved director. You know, he's really known for making great movies like Triple X Return of Xander Cage. And um, yeah, Redeeming Love. It's actually Sonic the Hedgehog 2, obviously. No, Um, you can't take it back. (laughs) Joker moment. Anyway, go ahead. Annihilation, directed by Alex Garland, my favorite movie. Um, anyways, speaking of Annihilation, this is so off topic, and you can cut this out. But do you guys remember when Annihilation like came out on Netflix, like, like same day, and like it made like a massive like conniption fit on like a bunch of like platforms. Anyways, um, (laughs) I do not remember that. I'm sorry. Um, so it's Sonic 2 I think it's a pretty obvious choice Um, you know I think that um, while the first movie found success with the family audience I think this movie is decidedly going for a little more like I'm not mature 
because this movie is still a kid's movie at the end of the day. But watching the trailer, you can tell that there's more money and time that went into this movie because it looks better. Like, I think that the technicals look a lot better in this movie. I think it, there's some pretty competently done shots, some pretty nice lighting, and the CGI looks really good. Um, well, whereas the first movie looks like a children's road trip movie, I think it looks a lot more like a blockbuster than a children's movie. Um, and I think that, that that's a really good choice for them to make. Um, I think this movie will be a big hit, and that's about it. Kids love Sonic. All right, and similarly, my number two is Sonic 2. I'll be honest, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I just know it's going to make money. I personally, I don't understand this. I didn't even watch the first one. Why, I don't get, why do people like, I don't get it. Why do people like this? Because kids love Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just crazy to me. Okay, I, that's all I have to but say. The hedgehog go fast. Hedgehog go burr. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm never watching this movie. <laughs> Tony, cheeseburgers. Okay, um, so if you're if you're about done with Sonic... I am. I think it's safe to say that we all have the same number one pick, so... Right. So, um, our number one pick is... Our number one pick is I, I, Buck Wild and Ice Age Tale. No. Wait, I have the Batman. <laughs> yeah, I have the Batman. I don't know about you. Oh, what? <laughs> Oh, Wait, no, actually, I have bomb. Ice Age a Bucktail. Oh, uh, was it just me? Am I the only one with the Batman? Actually, I have yeah. Open Season 4. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. Okay, anyways, so it's the Batman. Uh, I think this is the... I don't think... I don't know if it'll get over the over the line, but I think that this is an easy contender for the next billion-dollar movie of the pandemic. Yeah, this uh, seems like a guaranteed hit. Like, come on. like. Yeah, Batman is... Batman and Spider-Man are on equal levels of popularity, I think. Yeah. And no, I, I think it's pretty easy, honestly. <laughs> but, He's um, really popular, but I think Spider-Man easily gets the edge. I, I, I think agree they're that, both very like well, at least I wouldn't DC. Like, like we can say that Batman's probably the Spider-Man of DC. Yeah, like definitely. he's their mascot. He is the mo- he has the had the most success. Yeah, and he appeals to the most broad audiences. Like people get care way more about him than Superman. Um. So, anyways, um, I think that this movie, even though like obviously it's not a multiverse movie, I think it's as big as No Way Home at this point because these trailers have just been like like consuming every piece of DC dialogue in the past year. And it's the only DC dialogue that's been really positive in the past year. Um, And I feel like this is a prime example of like, you know, in Hollywood, the terminologies, they call these four quadrant movies. And I feel like genuinely, when you look online, you can find all those quadrants being high excited for this movie. You literally have like everybody on board for it for the most part, which is like, pretty like a lot for it again like the i think the casting of robert pattinson is such great casting because that alone i think is you know bringing interest in certain people who maybe wouldn't have had interest like there's just all sorts of types of things yeah, like the fitness. indie crowd will definitely see this movie yeah like, <laughs> like i would probably wouldn't have seen this movie if a the trailers weren't good and i really like the trailers and the cast like that just sold me on this movie i don't know yeah. Also, this movie is is it really seems like this movie is more faithful to 
like the Batman comics and mythos than the Dark Knight was. Like the Dark Knight's whole thing was that it was just really different at the time. And even though these, this movie looks really dark too, you can always tell that this is a DC universe and it's not like trying too hard to be the real world or like Joker. It's try- not trying too hard to be the king of comedy or taxi driver or something like that. Yeah, so that's what I want. I'd make it all comic booky. Like, don't be afraid of that. I, yeah, I've been, I would, I would I've been be so happy if this movie was really Batman. dark, but give it, give, make it, make it more comic book like too. Like, I think that's, and I think that's what they're going to give it to us with this movie. Yeah gonna eat it also yeah also joker was a billion dollar movie like we can't ignore that anyone else think the nolan movies are mid i think i I, I kind of you know i was just thinking about that earlier this week kind of honestly i I honestly kind of don't have an urge to rewatch those movies ever i think they're all okay i I know rises is the best one still no that one's the worst one i would rank that hmm uh, this is off topic, so we'll we'll hold this for another day. Sorry. But yeah, so the Batman, I think it could be a billion dollar play, and it'll definitely redeem Warner Bros. from their god awful year. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about a billion dollars, but I do think more than five hundred million. I think it'll be close. An absolute lot. I'm thinking like nine hundred mil. Really? I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking eight hundred fifty is the floor. 1.1 is the ceiling. I think I think 600 million because I do think the 45 day window on HBO Max could cut it short. You really think that the Batman is going to come under the international total for a movie like No Time to Die? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I never thought about it that way. I'm just throwing like another like. Okay, fine, fine. Seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh, I think, I think that would be like the max. On I think seven hundred fifty is like the floor at least. <laughs> right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. It's on record now. These these are our predictions. Who had yeah. the worst? Who had the best? And what should we review next? Did you love know, it? On, on our Instagram post, if you're listening to, like, if go to the Great Stair. Uh, on Instagram and comment who you think you had the best prediction list. Yeah, and also comment. Also, let us know who you think is going to fumble the bag and why is it Tyler? And why is it... Okay. Yeah, it is Tyler because Tyler had Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Can, can Marlon come out to play? <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to eat my words when I end up. <laughs> Looking like a you know what, you know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go on the record and say Anya's probably gonna win this one because she hasn't Ooh. won yet. Ooh, we'll see. I Neither hope. have I. Yeah, well, your time will come soon. <laughs> You'll probably win this summer for all we know. I'm 2023. It's okay, Ben. 2024 is your year. I'm peaking <laughs> high school. I'm so out here getting cuter. <laughs> All right. O'Reilly. Yep. Anyways, oh, go see oh. Morbius only in theaters January 28th. And let's prove Tyler that this movie's going to make money. Go stream Cobra Kai Season 4 now on Netflix. Go watch Euphoria Season 2 streaming on January 9th. And also The Sex Lives of College Girls streaming go on see, Go now. see. If you have an indie theater, you go see Drive to the right, Car, thanks. directed by Ryan. No, 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 no. 